Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of DevSec Lead. I have a colleague here, Connor Swam from Anchor Security Team in Delaware. How's it going, Connor? It's going well. Thanks for having me on. Great. So tell me a little bit about Anchor Security Team. Uh, so about five years ago, uh, so I was at University of Delaware studying math. Uh, me and a professor there and my dad, Dr. Jamie Swalm, started a software development company that we have been working in and running for about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a year and a half ago, uh, we started to see some opportunities in cybersecurity. So uh, both me and my professor, uh, who is now a really good friend of mine, uh, started to see some opportunity and we th- decided to start a cybersecurity company. Specifically, uh, we saw that nobody was serving small businesses. So Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, either there wasn't enough profitability for the large companies, or it was harder to create small business oriented content or whatever you, whatever they they decided to uh, not serve them, they just weren't serving them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so we decided that was a really good niche that we could focus in on. And we already had some relationships in the small, small business area, so uh, we got really connected with the small business community, with local organizations, uh, and we decided that starting in phishing simulation and basic training uh, that basically a small business could could do something in one day, they could they could be more cyber secure. We thought that that was a really great place to start, and so that's where we uh, started a year and a half ago. Okay. Why, why phishing specifically? There's so many other avenues to to start from right when you're doing a cybersecurity company. So what what led you to phishing? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, cybersecurity is an enormous uh, field. So you could go anywhere from endpoint protection to training to phishing yeah. to uh, even just risk management. Uh, we decided that there was the least uh, competition in the phishing training space. So we had, we had, I mean, I went through a lot of demos of like no before, and SANS and all these other phishing training simulations. And I wasn't very happy with how they were not only serving their clients, but they couldn't serve uh, small businesses because they had some type of pricing that would just price them out mm-hmm. right away of the product. So we decided to create a phishing training product to start that would compete with them directly. And then not only that, but serve small businesses at the same time. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're starting your own company. That's gotta be definitely an experience in itself. How is that, I mean, how can you compare it to like, you're going from one thing to another, you know, you're, you have university that you're going to, now you're running a business and you're, you've got a whole team behind you and how's that experience so far? Um, starting a business is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, so I've been doing it for a while. I mean, you, you could definitely uh, probably agree with me on that one. Yeah. But uh, I've, been, I've been doing it for a while. Uh, so when I was 12, I actually started my first company selling books on Amazon. And then the Kindle came out a year and a half later. So, so right when that came out, I shut it down. I was like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I can't be buying books and reselling them. Uh, but uh, I started learning my first lessons in leadership and team uh, and basically how to how to lead at, at, a, at that age. And it's really uh, my, the current success that I've seen in Anchor Security and that I saw in my, in my software company are purely a result of the team that was willing to, for whatever reason, I mean, you'd have to ask them, they were willing to follow me, listen to me, uh, and we were able to work together, but I really leaned on their strengths mm-hmm. uh, to get the software developed, to get the product out, uh, and to, to serve our clients the best. It, it's it's really up to those guys uh, over at Anchor Security Team and then the other company, Golden Egg Labs. So it, it, it really is them <laughs> that helps me uh, create it. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's important for for our listeners to understand that you know when you have good leadership, they know when to acknowledge the team and say, "Hey, it's not all me; it's all of us." Right. Yeah. So I, I lean heavily in every single job. I try to acknowledge my team as much as I can. It's just like, dude, I am just directing traffic here. You guys are, <laughs> you know, you guys are looking for direction. I'm giving you direction, but I cannot do what you do. So, you know, I really exactly. appreciate it because God, there's just so much stuff <laughs> going on in your mind as a, a leader that you need your team to be upfront with you. Say, hey, this is definitely not going to work or yeah, we can make this work. So, yeah. No, I uh, I have a great friend of mine that um, he he helps leaders lead better, and he always said leadership can be summed up in four questions. What do you think? Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> and I really think that 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 gets down to the heart of it. It's it's having people feel heard and understood, and then being able to utilize their strengths by doing that. Because like I I don't have the greatest strengths when it comes to software development or when it comes to architecting a very complex product but there are a lot of very smart people that do, and I'd be happy to work with them. And that's really, really what I've been doing for a, for a while now. No, that's cool, that's cool. And speaking of small business, let's get back on track with, yeah. with our conversation. Now, when we're talking about SMBs, and we both have small businesses, you know, mm-hmm. everything comes down to money, right? It's right. budgeting, so right. like, you know, I, I worked at a small company um, over here in St. Petersburg, and they just did not want to budge on anything. It's just like, well, we need this. How how is how is fishing gonna help solve that in your product? And how how are you seeing um, SMBs overcome this on your side in Delaware? Um, so so what we saw right from the from the get go with current fishing training is there's typically a, a floor to pricing, mm-hmm. like three thousand dollars was pretty much the market consensus. Uh, Nobody, no small business wants to pay $3,000 just to get in to the fishing training platform. And then there's other other stuff they got to pay for. Uh, so we really lowered that. Uh, and we really thought of um, basically you pay for what you, what you get and you don't have to pay for an entry ticket and then pay for other stuff. Uh, and then we also thought of the best way to actually serve small businesses is through local organizations. Mm-hmm. So through uh, people who actually want to license the software and then serve the small businesses as clients, we really focused on creating a product that would work for them so that they could advertise to their clients that they can offer uh, certain features and certain products that we provide that to the, um, to the person who wants to license the software and then they provide it to their clients. And we also started working directly with uh, small business development centers, uh, both in Delaware, in Maryland, and basically any small business development center, any local organization that wanted to work with us, we, we created the products so that they could purchase our software so that they could use it very easily. And then they could then offer it to the small businesses who wanted to be a little more cyber secure or, or be able to simulate phishing on their uh, employees. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of a lot of networking at the local level, not so much of the regional and national right. level just yet, right? Just yet, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, I mean, we went to a conference. Uh, we started doing webinars. We started um, creating uh, blogs and content designed to solve the number one problem that I think exists in small business cybersecurity, which is just getting started. Uh, really, is okay. Here is three, four, five simple things you can do today that'll make you just a little more cyber secure. Uh, just starting there was, was honestly uh, great for us. And that's, that's pretty much 
where we started. Yeah, I think that a lot of um, small businesses also just want to work with small businesses too, because right. like the bigger businesses seem to focus on the bigger businesses and they right. don't really care about the the niche markets that you're you're hitting right now. Right. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. They, uh, I don't know for whatever reason, whether it's they don't want to work with uh, smaller companies or their product doesn't fit small companies or, or the profitability is not there. They just, a lot of large companies have decided not to offer products to smaller companies or offer them in such a way that they're not able to use them correctly. Okay. Yeah. So when we talk about fishing, no, there's not, I mean, there's back end work that comes in with fishing, right? You click on right. something and then it brings you to a page and says, Hey, yeah, you weren't supposed to click on this. Right. Now, one of the things that I've always wondered is when we talk to, um, we talk to a lot of folks about careers in cybersecurity, I think it's absolutely technical, which I, I don't think is true. Um, there's a lot of jobs out there that don't require a lot of technicality. And I think one of them would be like crafting a phishing email, right? right? You have to make it believable. So there are some common things that uh, people use when they do phishing emails. But, you know, I, I want to know from somebody that actually does this stuff, just like, hey, what, what, do you, what do we do? Like if we want to have a security awareness program and we want to test um, we want to test our user base on their, uh, I guess, their, the amount of clicks that they've done through their emails. How, how do we craft an email that they'll click on? Right, right. Uh, that's actually, that exact question is where we started building our email templates is me personally. I remember, I remember having this conversation with uh, the other, my other partners in the business. Okay, if I were to receive a phishing email, would I click on it? And that's where we started. Basically, uh, what would be something that I would fall for? And mm-hmm. I mean, it came down to my package has arrived and here's some free food. You should click this link. <laughs> that was basically it for me. Uh, and then we um, we started with uh, just Googling, okay, what are the, uh, a, lot, a lot of companies offer actually, here are 10 very popular phishing emails that we've seen um, our clients being sent. And here's what they look like. And we started there and said, okay, well, let's recreate these 10. Let's make them a little better. Let's add some CSS flair to it. And then let's start sending them out and see what happens. Uh, and so we built templates ranging from a something that looked like it was straight out of note. It was a TXT file to a very complicated uh, business's new product launch that mm-hmm. they want to offer you something free uh, and just built them ourselves. Uh, you can also build them in uh, what you see is what you get editors. So if any of your listeners have experience with uh, WordPress. There are a lot of what you see is what you get editors there that you can build web pages in. It's almost the exact same thing. We basically just built a web page that we thought would represent an email and then you can make that into an email. And that's what we did. Oh, really interesting. Really interesting stuff. Yeah. So when we talk about those phishing templates, what I was getting at as well is that from the non-technical person they have an opportunity to say, hey, yeah, if I'm, a, I'm in security awareness, you know, I could also figure out how to write these templates as well. And that's just another opportunity because I have a lot of colleagues of mine that say, you know, I'm not technical, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, hey, you know, security awareness is good to have some technical background, but you don't technically need it. No pun intended there. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm saying that I, I'm saying that there's just opportunities that other people can look at that um, a lot of listeners maybe 
you know, thinking is just like, okay, no, this is a great idea. And what you guys are doing as well is a great idea because some, some of those techniques I've actually not heard in, you know, before, but I've been out of the fishing side for a little <laughs> bit. So listening it firsthand from yeah. the experts is kind of cool. No, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of cybersecurity uh, that I've seen comes down to making correct processes, making correct uh, operations manuals. And then the third part, which a lot of companies don't get right in my in my opinion, is uh, enforcing those operations and those processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, those don't require in-depth knowledge of, okay, here's how I can sign memory to code. You don't need to know how to code to do that. You don't need to know the ins and outs of uh, Wireshark or, or some type of software that uh, you'd use to uh, penetration test or something. It, it's really, there are a lot of opportunities that are not technical. Uh, it doesn't hurt to be technical, but there's a lot of opportunity that's not technical that exists out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, kind of dispelling the myth about that too. It's just like, hey, there's there's opportunities for everybody. When you talk about um, small businesses and the resources that you guys have, what are some of the things that you developed that help uh, help them you know, start their way or their journey to a more secure posture? Right. Um, so as you said earlier, there, there are really two main uh, humps to get over for, for helping small businesses. One is uh, can't break the bank. There's not a lot of uh, cash flow room there uh, for small businesses. I know mm-hmm. that personally uh, from my experience, and, and I've been told that a lot. And the second is um, really explaining the importance and at the same time letting someone, uh, f- they need to feel as if they can understand it. Uh, so a lot of people view cybersecurity as this esoteric, uh, out of reach uh, field that they can't possibly understand. That's not accurate. A- mm-hmm. Anyone can understand cybersecurity. Uh, it just takes time and it takes uh, intentionality. Uh, so we created actually a, a, a basic workbook that um, uh, we that actually won some award at, at a NIST, NIST conference that basically goes through, this is where you can start in cybersecurity. Uh, it's, it comes down to organizing your your information and organizing, just putting on paper, okay, what am I storing? Who has access to it? Is there, Can I be any safer? Am I using the same password for every single thing in my business? That's a big no-no. <laughs> <laughs> but some a lot of people do that. Uh, and there's also, surprisingly, a lot of free solutions that companies can utilize today that... Uh, that range from G Suite, like we, we do everything in uh, Google Cloud. Uh, that's that's one option is if you leave the security up to a very secure company, that's one option. Or you can have something like uh, a password manager or I know iPhones do it by default now, stuff like that. There's a lot of free tips, uh, a lot of free software that companies can utilize. Uh, but I've broken down how you can start cyber sec- being cyber secure today into five basic tips that I'll share with you now. Uh, the first is two-factor authenticate anything you can. It can't hurt to be more secure. So if you if there is two-factor authentication, put it on there, whether that's through getting a text message or uh, using an authenticator on your phone. A lot of, There are a lot of really clean apps that implement right into everything you're using today that you can two-factor authenticate with. The second, set up a public and a private Wi-Fi and then use them correctly. So don't use your public Wi-Fi for your private computers if you have a private Wi-Fi that you can use. Uh, Most routers default today will come with the ability to easily set up, uh, and they'll have instructions right on the box, easily set up two different Wi-Fis, one that is private, one that is public, then you just need to use them. 
Mm-hmm. The third tip is <clears throat> create a very simple operations manual. And when I say simple, I mean some things as simple as, hey, don't leave your computer unlocked when you're not at your desk or would be on there. Or don't access sensitive information at a Panera. So if you need to do some banking, maybe you should plan to do that on your, like we said for step number two, on your private Wi-Fi where it's protected. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, and then the fourth is uh, don't use the same password for everything. Uh, I see that a lot. Uh, in family members, in other businesses, they tell me that, hey, they've never had a problem with it, so they'll keep doing it. Well, everything in cybersecurity is not a problem until it is. And when it is a problem is when it's it's going to be a very large problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fifth, and you probably see this a lot, is uh, update your computer's software regularly. A lot of people just don't, they don't update their software. Uh, so, I mean, Windows 7 is no longer supported for security updates starting 10 days ago. So... Maybe it's time to uh, break the dust off of that old computer and, and go get a new one. Computers are, are very cheap these days, and having security updates is necessary to remain secure today. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And you said that you have um, a couple of references that you wanted to share with the audience. Yeah, um, uh, so the workbook we created, it's 22 pages long. Uh, just to, it, it, The goal was to get you thinking in the cybersecurity mindset, uh, um, uh, will there be a link to that in the uh, the show notes and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, I'll put awesome. it in the show notes for everybody. Yeah, I would encourage you, uh, your listeners, print that out, fill it out, it, spend some time. Uh, I think it would only take you about thirty minutes to work through the entire workbook. But after working through that, you'll have a really great idea of how secure or insecure you are uh, as a company. Uh, and then we have a list of solutions that we've uh, released ranging from free to paid that you could go Google and you could go use today if you really needed to. Uh, and that'll also be uh, in the show notes as well. Yeah, no, no, that's that's great advice. And definitely I'll put those links up there for everybody to look at. Now we're just, now we're wrapping up, right? So this is all about leadership and getting people prepared for you know their next step in their careers. And you, you've owned your own small business um, several small businesses and you you've run teams before what what is something that you could you know convey to the to the listeners and say hey you know this is this is the last 30 seconds this is my last um my last hurrah right <laughs> so to speak and you know something that inspires us to think differently think differently i would say uh, it's a it's a quote that i that i came up with uh, and that i personally live by and lead by and it is uh if you are a leader and you do nothing but two things, so these only two things you do, uh, you will be a great leader. And the first is take less credit than you deserve. And the second is take more responsibility than you should. If you do just those two things, you will end up being a great leader and you will not only help yourself, but you will help others accomplish their goals. Uh, and that's really what leading is all about is helping everyone around you be successful as well. Hey, thanks for your time, Connor. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Wilson. It was great talking with you. All right, man. Talk to you later.